Make your home a happy place with Wayfair and become a new resident of the Waberhood. Oh, I get it, because Wayfair neighborhood. Waberhood. Yep. Oh, Waberhood. It exists in every zip code because Wayfair helps everyone create a home they love. You know, we're giving Isabel's room a little judge because the last time we decorated her room was in third grade. And she's a freshman in high school. So we just got her a new rug from Wayfair. She loves it. And didn't you send me a picture of a really cute little side table as well? Yes, we're redoing her room with Wayfair. To find your own happy place in the Waberhood, just visit Wayfair on their website or through the Wayfair mobile app. Wayfair. Every style. Every home. Did you know that the bold, smooth taste of Dunkin' cold coffee can be brewed in your Keurig coffee maker and enjoyed at home? You heard that right. Dunkin's Cold K-Cup Pods were crafted to be brewed hot and enjoyed cold. Each Dunkin' Cold K-Cup Pod is packed with the smooth, bold Dunkin' flavor you crave. Pick up a pack of Dunkin's Cold K-Cup Pods and enjoy a Dunkin' Cold Coffee at home whenever you crave it. Just brew over ice and sip in seconds. Because the home with Dunkin' is where you want to be. I'm Jenna Fisher. And I'm Angela Kinsey. In our lives, we have worked in real offices and one very famous fake office. And now we're here to give you advice on your workplace dilemmas, as only two best friends who worked in a fake office together can. We can't promise it'll be good advice, but we'll try. Welcome to Dear Dear Office Ladies. Hello! (laughs) What's up, Dear Office Lady? Oh my gosh! I love her little theme. I do, too. Thank you to Jordan Duffy. She composed that for us. So great. So fun. We're really excited to be here. We're doing something new today. That's right. So here's what's happening. A while back, if you remember, Cassie's friend and co-worker Emma had this great idea of us doing an episode where we hear all about your offices and maybe give you some advice on your workplace dilemmas. So we asked you guys to write us with your work-life advice questions, and we got over 1,500 emails in one week. I know. It was crazy. So we're going to jump in and see what we can do to help you solve your problems. We cannot promise we're going to have all the answers, but we will try. We'll definitely chat about it, though. I do have a question before we get started, Angela. Okay. How are you, in general, about giving advice? Do you give people advice? It makes me very uncomfortable. (laughs) See, I knew this about you. It makes me very nervous, unless I've known you a really long time. Mm -hmm. Like if you're a very close friend or family, and then I know you, you know? Yes. But if I don't know you, I get nervous that I'm going to lead you astray. Yeah. So I have some, I'm nervous-sided, I guess you could say, about today. All right. Jenna, what about you? I don't like to give unsolicited advice sure, because I don't necessarily like to receive it. Sometimes it's conversation, mm-hmm. you know, like I'll tell someone I'm gluten-free and they might recommend a product to me and I, mm-hmm. I like that. I don't sure. see that as unsolicited advice. But I will tell you, I do enjoy giving advice. <laughs> I don't mind it. I love to dig in with a person and offer ideas. You know, I love to break down my own life and strategize and stuff. So I kind of like it. I will say this. I like to problem solve. Sure. That's what I'm saying, I guess. So maybe that part of me will open up in doing this podcast. That's right. Well, Jenna, Sam, Cassie, before we start opening up these letters from folks, I thought you might be curious to know the top 10 office gripes that I found online. Oh. Yeah. 
maybe we'll get letters about this. Okay. This is like a little bit of preparation. Ready? Yes. Number one, IT issues. Okay. I'm not going to be able to help anybody with that problem. (laughs) I know. Number two, computers being slow, which wouldn't that be IT issues? We don't know. We're not sure. Number three, people speaking loudly. I know we have some letters about that. Mm -hmm. Number four, people who have conversations right behind your desk. These feel similar. Don't they? I'm also like, wait, then you're overhearing them. Are they speaking loud? Number five, people who leave dirty dishes in the work sink. Well, I think we know how Pam feels about people not cleaning the kitchen. Mm Mm-hmm. Number six, when someone calls in sick, when you know they aren't sick. Yes. Number seven, I didn't see this one coming. Are you ready? Okay. Smelly toilets. Oh. I know. Number eight, printers breaking down, which again, I think could go under IT issues. Number nine, coming into work when you are sick. Oh. (laughs) So there's people that are like, don't fake it, but don't also bring your germs to work. And then number 10, people who take things from your desk without asking. This happens to receptionists all the time. As a person who was a real receptionist, people, they come by and they take your pens, they take your stapler, they take a piece of paper, Mm -hmm. and they don't bring them back. Well, when I was looking this up online, Jenna, there is a lot of chatter out there about workplace etiquette. Well, like I told you, Angela, we got 1,500 letters in one week. Well, then we've got a lot of work to do, Jenna. Why don't we take a break? And when we come back, we're going to get to it. Let's do it. When is the last time you bought something that had an oinks and giggles guarantee? Maybe you had a giggles guarantee, but an oinks and giggles guarantee. Well, that is reserved for only one thing, the Peppa Pig Caravan playset. Listen, if you're a parent, you're probably familiar with Peppa Pig. It was my daughter's favorite. I love Peppa Pig. Love Peppa Pig. Don't get me started. Peppa Pig is a delightful cartoon pig from the long-running children's series, and Peppa inspires people of all ages to jump through life and its muddy puddles with enthusiasm. And now you can bring Peppa into your home in physical form with the Peppa Pig Caravan playset. Peppa Pig, inspiring kid confidence since 2004. Peppa Pig is a trademark of Hasbro, created by Mark Baker and Neville Astley. So, lady, you know how we went recently to Chicago to visit Lee's family? So what we did was we got an Airbnb in the same neighborhood that his brother lived so that the nieces and nephews, yeah, they could walk between the houses, but we had our own space and we could make breakfast in the morning. Yeah, we do the same thing when we go to Colorado. Well, I love the Airbnb experience and I was talking to the host and she told me that every time they go out of town to travel or go on holiday... They rent out their place. That was how we were able to get it. And I was like, that's so brilliant because you've got this side hustle while you're vacationing. You're also earning money. I was like, it's brilliant. Yeah, I love that. You know, Josh's sister does that. They Airbnb their place. It's so smart. I've actually met a few people that do this. And when they Airbnb their place, that pays for their family vacation. Well, hosting on Airbnb can easily fit into your lifestyle. It's a great way to earn some extra money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
This spring, there's only one destination for the latest fashion, home, and beauty inspired by real life. That is Walmart. I am waiting right now to get a, wait for it, Angela, hot pink spring dress from Walmart. Ah! An influencer on Instagram was sporting this dress. (laughs) And I was like, sign me up. I get a lot of cute stuff at Walmart, lady. I know. I love Walmart. I actually just got beach towels. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't use them for the beach. I just like the size because my kids are big. I have big teenage boys. And they were like, these little towels you got us for the pool are dinky. So I got some nice big beach towels from Walmart. Discover surprisingly stylish new season favorites at Walmart now or shop it all on the Walmart app. Go to walmart.com slash now trending. That's walmart.com slash now trending. Now trending. Your style at Walmart. We are back and I'm going to share our very first letter on Dear Office Ladies. I loved this letter. I cracked up. I was so tickled. Oh my gosh. Okay. Now, some of you have let us know to not use your full name. So this is from T in Minneapolis. Dear office ladies, I work downtown and our company has recently moved into a new building. There's an extremely long hallway, maybe 150 feet. That is a buffer between the bullpen and the elevator banks. I need a pause in her letter for one second. Okay. I went on this website where you can get a visual cue for how long something is or how far or how wide, right? Okay. I love it. The website I went to is called measuringly.com. Okay. So for you folks that need a visual cue, like I do, 150 feet is about the length of two and a half bowling alleys. Wow. Okay. This is a very long hallway. Yes. And T has to walk down this hallway because that is where the restrooms are. Mm -hmm. T said, while using said hallway, I encounter people walking in the opposite direction, but they're so far away, I can't figure out how many strides away I should be before I acknowledge them. Do I shout my greetings the second I see them? It's a conundrum. From yours, truly, a socially awkward person. T, I felt this. Oh, man, did I feel this. I feel like this happens to me sometimes at... Drop off and pick up at school. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right? You see people from so far away. And when do you do the nod and the wave? When do you do it? Yeah. I have a trick for this. Oh, let's hear it. I call it the hangnail trick. Hangnail? You can also use your phone, but if you don't have your phone... Do you fidget and look at your fingers? Yes. I I pretend like I have a hangnail I'm investigating so I can look down at my hands until I can feel that I'm closer. And then you look up and then you acknowledge. So that way you don't get like the awkward eye contact from too far away. Yeah. And then you have to like continue the eye contact all the way down the bowling alley. Yes. Yeah. How long do I keep eye contact? Right. Yeah. So one, I would say... Carry your phone with you mm-hmm. because then you can be absorbed in something. Mm-hmm. If you don't have your phone, check your hangnail. Yeah. Basically have an item of business. Yes, that gets you down the hallway to avoid this conundrum. So then when you pass someone, you just pass them right at the moment and just say, hi. Hey. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? I really like this. I think I <laughs> I I am so 
bad at this. I often wave the minute I see someone. No, this is you. It's instinctual. Yeah. I see you. I see you. I'm waving. I'm yes. waving. Yes. So I would wave way at the beginning. Yep. And then I feel no pressure. And then when I get right near you, I'd be like, hey. So this wouldn't cause you anxiety, this long hallway. Not if I get my wave in at the top. I see. It's like, I got you. I got you. Now I can just be in my own skin. That's another solution. Yeah. Sometimes I've done that and the person has not waved back from afar. Oh. Then I do get in my head. (laughs) This is when you get your hangnail. This is when I'm going to look at my fingers. T, thank you for writing us. We hope that that helps. Yes. Item of business are just wave right at the top. Our next question is from JC in Indiana. Here's what JC had to say. My office bathroom is small, but it has a small couch in it. Lately, when I've wanted to use the restroom, our office receptionist is on the couch, on the phone, texting or otherwise relaxing. My question is, who wants to relax in an office bathroom? Has anyone else experienced this? I find the interaction awkward at best given I am not there to relax on the couch. Help. Well, JC, you might remember that um, a certain someone at Dunder Mifflin, spent some time on a couch in the woman's restroom. Creed. (laughs) Creed. It was so, even though we were just like pretending it was still so awkward, just the idea of having someone lounge in the restroom. Because when you got to go, you need no one out there, you know? Yeah, I mean, yes. I would have a very hard time tinkling Doing any business. Yeah, I mean, I get, what do you call it? Pee fright. You get nervous pee? A little bit. So, you know, sometimes what I do is I do the flush and go. You flush and pee at the same time? Yeah, because... Doesn't that splash your butt? No. Are you Because it's going down. It's going down. No, I'll tell you something I don't do. Some have a kickback, though. What? I do not hover or squat over a toilet seat. And I find the whole practice... Very annoying because the people who do spray the seat, and most of the time they don't clean it up. No. And I really got upset about this when I was pregnant because you know when you definitely can't hover? When you've got a giant pregger's belly. Yeah. I got to sit down and go, but first I'm cleaning up someone else's spray. Everyone just sit down. Here's my situation. You know the little liner things that you can Yeah, the liner thing. Okay. My stream isn't strong enough to... Get the flap out of the way. Yeah. So then the flap of the liner can come back. Not happening. Not into it. So I do two little strips of toilet paper, and I make my own little seat. We're off topic We have taken a turn. Wait. We have gone off topic. We're sorry. Okay. One moment. Okay. Back to the letter. Here's the thing. JC, I don't know why the receptionist is in there texting and on the phone and all that. My guess is maybe there's no break room, nowhere for her to go. To, to just be off the clock, so to speak? That was my first question. If that's not true, JC, if there is a break room, this is what I think you should do. I think maybe you get the keys to the office on a Saturday morning whenever someone's not there. Hear me out. It's very <laughs> elaborate. Jenna's giving me such a look. You get rid of the sofa. Get it out of there. This is nowhere to move. Well, then there's nowhere to sit and hang out. It becomes a non-hangout zone. So your solution is get rid of the couch? Yeah, or you could, you know, be an adult and just talk to the receptionist and say, hey, when you're in here, I can't go-go because you're in here and it's awkward. 
Yeah. I mean, JC, you're probably not the only person that is having this problem. You would be the hero of the office. You could just confront it head on. Or, I suppose, break into the office after hours and remove the couch. These are the two options. (laughs) But I'm with you. It's odd. Who wants to be in there? Nobody. It's not a hangout zone. It's not a hangout zone. Everyone stop hanging out in your bathrooms. I mean, listen, sometimes you do go to the bathroom and get chatty, you know, with other people. Hmm? (laughs) What? (laughs) I mean... I feel like if you and I were, like, we went to a ladies' room, we might have a combo where we're washing our hands. That is not what we're talking about I know. It's sofa hangout. No sofa hangout. Don't hang out on a sofa in a bathroom. That's what I'm saying. It's a non-sofa hang. Yeah. Non-sofa hang. It's a non-sofa hang zone. Maybe put a sign up. Non-sofas. If you put a sofa in there, someone's going to sit on it. I've come around. Angela, lose the sofa. Thank you. Our next letter is from A.R. in Syracuse. A.R. says, how do I tell a coworker to take private calls not on speakerphone? This person frequently is talking to banks, doctors, their mom about very specific personal matters while I'm trying to work and it makes it difficult to focus. I know way too much about their personal life because they're always on speakerphone. Also, this person happens to be my supervisor. Please help. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. This would drive me crazy. This is very Michael Scott. Yes. This is a little bit of a pet peeve of mine. Mm-hmm. The speakerphone talking. Yeah. Well, you might want to be careful then when you call my mom. Because my mom now, she used to not. But now, you know, every conversation she has is on speakerphone. Every time I call her, it doesn't matter where she is, I'm on speakerphone. Okay, here's the thing. I think when you get older, it's easier to hear on speakerphone. Yes. I've noticed this. I'll see elderly people. They're like, hold on a second. I got to switch you to speakerphone because they it's the sound is better. And also there are people with hearing impairments mm-hmm. who need to be on speakerphone. But that's it. Everyone else. Everyone else. Stop it. Lock it down. Yes. You know, I'm pretty sure that the 40-year-old business guy that I saw in Starbucks the other day did not need to have his call on speakerphone. Mm-hmm. We get it. We get You're it. You're doing important business. You're important. Now we all know. Your business. Shut it down. Well, I was curious what the internet said about this type of etiquette. And according to a website called The Dapper Diplomat, here are six situations where using a speakerphone is not okay. Is one of them funerals? <gasps> no. What? Oh my gosh, I hope not. You'd be surprised at the things people do. That's true. All right. What are the six that they say? Airport lounge. Yes. Okay. Client meeting. Of course. (laughs) Restaurant. Yes. My mom talks to me on speakerphone at restaurants. Mm -hmm. I love you, mom. I love you. Your mom gets a pass. We've already established that. Okay, yes, yes. But I need to remember. Now, whenever I call her, I just say, where are you at, mom? First thing Where I am say. I on speakerphone? Exactly. Is what That's your my subtext message. Is. Mm-hmm. Next one is doctor's office. Yeah. No speakerphone at the doctor's office. Restroom. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And the checkout line. Yeah. I agree with that list. I do too. I have some advice for AR. Okay. In Syracuse with this problem. 
You know, sometimes people have a hard time recognizing their behavior until they see it, like, mirrored back to them. Mm -hmm. So maybe AR can get a friend, Mm -hmm. and they can stage, like, a highly personal, private, overshare conversation on speakerphone in the proximity of this person who is always talking on speakerphone. Maybe they'll, like, see it and get it and have an epiphany. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I see how it's like, I don't think you can say, hey, can you stop taking all those calls on speakerphone? Mm. Right? Yeah. You can't directly say it. This is this person's supervisor. Yes. So there's that. Here's what I was going to suggest. Okay. The next time, AR, you are speaking with your supervisor, I would ask about one of the very personal things you overheard. Yes. I would say, did you get that rash cleared up? Or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing you could do is you could try the, like, the triangulate method Mm -hmm. where you go to your supervisor and you say, there's a coworker Mm -hmm. who has taken a few personal calls on speakerphone, and I feel a little uncomfortable about it, and I just didn't know, like, is there a way maybe— you would write like no, a general no, no. email no, to the group. No, you think no, they're going to know immediately? No. I think you have Pam brain right now from years of playing Pam. This is how Pam would placate Michael, but it would always blow up in her face. No, then the boss is like, "We need to have a meeting, everyone." I don't okay. know. I don't know. But I like your idea of mirroring, and then I I like my idea of just like lean into it and be like, "Hey, how is the toe fungus? Did you finally get that cleared up?" Two ways to go. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, I think we should take a break. When we come back, we have a serious parking situation to discuss. Yes, we do. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? I think about this sometimes. What would I do if I just had all the time in the world? And I know one of the things I struggle with is just making time to take care of myself. Well, I would love to just have one extra hour to play with. and um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) But then it's like, what do I do with that extra hour? You know, therapy can help you find out what matters to you so that you can do more of what you love with that extra time. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash OfficeLadies today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash OfficeLadies. Whether you hydrate to live or live to hydrate, Liquid IV quenches your thirst faster than water alone. With three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks, plus eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness, all in a single sugar-free stick. I love these little sticks, these little packets. I can put them in my purse. I take them when I travel. You know this, Jenna. Yes. I love them because I get dehydrated on the plane. So I like to put them in my water and drink it on the plane. But you can also use them before a workout or if you're feeling run down, if you've had a late night, a long night, you know what I mean? I like them when I go on my hikes because I'm getting all that 
hydrating electrolytes without having to carry a giant, super heavy jug of water. I can carry like a more modest water bottle (laughs) with my liquid IV in it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. However you hydrate, grab your liquid IV hydration multiplier sugar-free in bulk nationwide at Costco or get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use code OFFICELADIES at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code OFFICELADIES at liquidiv.com. We are back, and our next letter is from CW in Minnesota. CW says this, Since the pandemic started, I have been working from home, but my office recently announced that we are now required to come in two days a week. I would not be mad about this, but they make us pay for parking. What? Yeah. And get this, the company owns the parking lot. No. Yes. Come on. And still makes the employees pay to park. It costs $10 a day. That's BS. That is over $1,000 a year. CW, I would be ticked off. Yes. There's more. The parking ramp isn't even big enough for all the employees, so some people have to park further away and walk 15 minutes to the office. See Kevin in chair model for my feelings on this. (laughs) Yes. This is crazy, right? I should not have to pay to go to work. Agree. I'm with CW on this. I think that's a load of crap. I mean, you're basically taking $1,000 out of your salary to park. That is BS. Do you want to hear something? Do you want to hear why I connected with this question? Yeah. This happened to me. I was working as an executive assistant in this big office building in downtown Los Angeles. It had a parking garage, but the company would only pay for the parking spaces of the executives. Mm -hmm. It was part of their salary package. I was an hourly worker. I didn't have a salary package. It didn't include parking. I had to park in a pay lot several blocks away, and walk probably 10 or 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. So one time when my boss was going to go on vacation, I asked if I could use his parking space while Mm -hmm. he was gone. Mm -hmm. I said, would you mind if I used your parking card and I parked in your space? And he was like, well, don't you already park here? And I said, no, I don't park here. I park down on 5th Street. 15 minutes away. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, what? To his credit, when he found out that I did not get to park in the building, he made the company give me a parking space. They changed the policy. That's great. Because he was amazing. This guy was amazing. Like a good boss. Yeah. He just didn't know. Well, clearly this company knows. Well, yeah. Well, I will tell you this. I was working years ago at a company, and they had parking for us in the building. And then it was bought out by another company, and they got rid of our parking, Same thing, execs had parking. The rest of us, they paid Sears Department Store, which was three blocks away, for parking for us. So we had to now start parking at the Sears Department Store Mm -hmm. and walk three blocks. And it was hot, and, like, you would carry your lunch and all your things. And one time— Don't leave anything in your car, I'll tell you that. No, don't leave anything in your car. And then here's the other thing. Some days Sears was busy. And I was like, where are we parking? Then Sears would put everyone with our company sticker in their back lot. Oh, boy. Do you see what I'm saying? I do. So then I had to start factoring in all this extra time to get to work so that I could 
figure out, is it going to be a busy day at Sears or not? Yeah, you're tracking. Are they having things on sale? Yeah, Memorial Day sale. Who knows? Oh, dear. Forget it. So then one day it made, I'm telling you, this parking lot thing made me into a grumpier person when I would show up to work. Mm -hmm. One day I walk in and I'm waiting for the elevator to go up to the office and my manager, my boss was there. He wasn't the boss boss, just my manager. He started talking to me about this new script that we would have to say as operators. Mm -hmm. And it was 15 minutes before I clocked in Mm -hmm. because we actually clocked in. Right. And I turned to him and I said, I don't work for you yet. Oh, my gosh. That is not you. It is not me. You are a friendly person. I'm a friendly person. But This broke you. This broke me. I was so frustrated and annoyed. And this was a job where I... It was like not a great job anyway. And I was just like, oh my gosh, his eyes got so big. I said, if you want to talk to me about this, you can talk to me at 10 a.m. After the chunk. Yeah. After you clock in. Mm -hmm. You know what? You're really pointing at something here, Angela, which is that this is how CW is starting these days. Feeling with resentment. Le- yes. Feeling, feeling like the company doesn't value them. Exactly. That's exactly. not good office policy. No. And I think, honestly, CW, I think you should complain about it. I think that you should talk to some of your fellow employees, and I think you should take it to the appropriate person at your office because you should not have to pay for this parking, especially since they own the lot. Exactly. They own the lot. And I think CW— It's wrong. It's wrong. And I think you should bring up that basically you're making, you say here, over $1,000 less a year. Mm -hmm. And that's not right. Not right. Oh, wow. I know. We got worked up. up. We got fired up about that one. Hot to trot about that one. Hot to trot. Coming in wide open. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) What do you got, Angela? You have got a question for us? I sure do. All right. I'm very excited about this question. I just want you to know I felt seen. Okay? Mm -hmm. I I want you to know that. Our next question is from VC in British Columbia. VC writes in and says, I wanted to share something I have recently started to do at work, which was a game changer. A game changer? Mm -hmm. All right. I save all the different sauce packets from my coworkers' takeout. I'm now the sauce lady, and I feel irreplaceable. Anyone needs sauce, they go through me first. I don't know how to respond. I what? am charmed uh-huh. by this. I love this. So if I'm at work, let's say, mm-hmm. and I open my lunch, I'm like, oh my gosh, I forgot soy sauce. I know who to go to. I'm going to VC. Yeah, you are. You're yeah. going to the sauce lady. I am the sauce lady. Angela is the sauce lady. I want to tell you something. If you get takeout and you don't use your ketchup packet Mm -hmm. or your soy sauce packet, I'm going to take it. I know. Don't throw that out. That's wasteful. You've got a drawer. I have a drawer in my kitchen. Now, my husband and I might have gotten into one or two tiffs, not arguments, tiffs about the sauce packet drawer. Do we really need all these sauces? That's what I get. Guess what? Tell me. Did it pay off? It's paid off. Like, all of a sudden, you can't get sriracha. People are like, I don't know. I don't know why people are hoarding sriracha. Guess who has a ton of sriracha packets? You. This lady. Also, let's say the kids have a field trip. You got to pack them a sack lunch. Mm -hmm. Someone wants ketchup. 
I got a sauce packet. Someone wants Yeah, you t- do. <laughs> Someone, yeah, it's not going in a tiny not, Tupperware. Oh, no. Oh, who wants to You squirt, got a packet. Who wants to squirt ketchup into a Tupperware? You want a packet. Guess what else? What? Tell you me. Wa- you want salt and pepper? Oh, no. You it want, goes beyond sauces? Yes. I saved, We're into spices? That's right. I saved the little salt and pepper packets. You want to go somewhere? You want a little bit of salt? Don't want to put it in a Ziploc? I got a little packet for you. Let me ask you this question. Mm-hmm. Would you happen to have a uh, utensil drawer? Yeah, a utensil pack with a napkin wrapped in a little bit of plastic? You bet your buns I do. Wow. You want to know in the back of the sauce packet drawer is a whole bunch of ready-to-go utensils. Are there some chopsticks in there, too, I bet? Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. I'm ready. (laughs) I love the sauce lady. You found your people. I did. I'm getting you a shirt that's a sauce lady now. Please do. I will wear it with pride. Mm -hmm. I will think of VC in British Columbia. It wasn't quite an advice question. It was more of a work share, and I loved it. Before we move on, Mm -hmm. of everything in your sauce drawer, what can you not do without? Mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. Yeah. Mayonnaise packet. I love mayonnaise, guys. And you know what? I'm not alone. Because I I looked up. There's so many sauce stats. You didn't know you needed this in your life, you guys. But if you Google most popular sauces, oh my gosh, the data. There's global, like global websites about favorite sauces around the world. I concentrated on the United States. But let me tell you, there's a lot. Also, did you know the month of March is the National Sauce Month? No, that is not a thing. It is a thing. What? And what am I doing in March to celebrate the sauces? Eat your favorite sauce, lady. <sighs> Here are the most popular sauces in the U.S. Ketchup reigns supreme. 25 states say it's their favorite sauce. Wow. Mm-hmm. Five states say barbecue sauce. And then eight states had favorites that were the only number one in their entire state. What was it? Okay. Hawaii mayonnaise. Okay. Mm-hmm. Louisiana Tabasco sauce. New Mexico vinaigrette. Utah fry sauce. What is fry sauce? This is the only one I didn't know. I've never heard of fry sauce. Sam, Cassie, have you Utah? ever heard of fry sauce? No. We got nothing for you. Got nothing. Okay. South Dakota Ranch. Love me some ranch. That would be number two in my packet list. Vermont Sriracha. Maine Relish. Rhode Island Cocktail Sauce. Huh. Yeah. Most popular sauces. What's your favorite sauce? I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not a big sauce gal. What? I mean, You eat things dry? (laughs) I mean, what? Things are fine. You don't have to dip everything in another flavor. You know, I enjoy a fry just fried with some salt. I might dip it in some ketchup, but you know what? If there's no ketchup, I'll live and I'll enjoy my fry. That's, that's, well, I don't know how to reconcile that. And you know what I'm not going to do? I'm not going to dip my fry in anything but ketchup. I'm not putting it in a mayo. I'm not using ranch on anything. I do enjoy mixing mayo and ketchup mm-hmm. and, like, throwing that maybe on a burger. Yeah. I also like whatever that thing is, that, like, Thousand Island dressing with relish in it that yeah. we're throwing on the Big Mac. Uh-huh. I'm into that. Yeah. Or versions of that. That's similar to your mayo on ketchup a burger. Mix. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm liking those things. But if sauces 
disappeared. If all the sauces you just listed disappeared, mm-hmm. it would be barely a blip for me. Oh, I'd, it'd be a sad day for me. Yeah. I love the different tastes in my mouth. <laughs> That's <laughs> what she, she said. said. Yes. That's what she said. I think that is a great way to complete that question. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get you a shirt that says Sauce Lady on the front. And on the back, it's going to say, I love all the, the flavors in my mouth. I love all the flavors in my mouth. You best be making me that shirt. All right. This next question is coming from A in Sacramento, California. I am a college senior and will be starting my job hunt soon. I have started the job search, which is both exciting and terrifying at the same time. I would love any advice when it comes to interviewing for a full-time job. Thanks for your advice, and I love the show. Well, A, I love this question. Yeah. Because I actually wrote a whole chapter about interviewing in my book, The Actor's Life. Because when I first came out to Los Angeles, I would go on a lot of general meetings, which Mm -hmm. are like interviews. They were not auditions. I wasn't performing. Right. They're just sit down and talk to this producer or director or executive. I was very, very bad at them. Really? I would think you'd be good at them. No, I had to really learn how to be good in interviews. Okay. You know, it is a whole skill. I agree. You can be very good at the job, but very bad at explaining that you're good at the job. Right. So this is something that I think you have to take time and preparation with. I agree. All right. So I had an agent at the time, and despite my terrible interview, he decided to represent me, and then he gave me some coaching. He had some rules about how to give good interviews, good general meetings, and they're great. I passed along a lot of his advice in my book, and here it is. Okay. Rule number one, show up on time. And by the way, on time means 10 minutes early Mm -hmm. because you have to remember you're going to need to find time to park. You're going to have to find the office. You might have to go pee. Yes. Yeah, well, we would definitely need to go pee. Mm -hmm. You want to account for any unforeseen problems. Yeah. Right? Flat tire, whatever. Be very early. That was his big advice. He also said, do not bring a beverage into your interview and turn off your phone. He said you would not believe how many people come in carrying a Starbucks and their phone dinging. He said you think you shouldn't have to give this advice, but you do. I think you do because my phone wouldn't ding, but I almost always show up with the iced tea. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he says, leave your beverage in your car. Okay. We're not there yet. You know, this is a stranger. Yeah. You don't drink your beverage in an interview. Okay. Okay. Second, remember, you are interviewing them too. An interview is like a first date. You're there to discern whether or not this is a match. And it has to be a match for both people. It has to go both ways. And that always brought me some comfort because it made me kind of like less needy because I was remembering like, hey, I'm here to discern if I like this place, too. Right. I have a say in this. I have some worth, and I'm going to take agency for myself. Yes. Okay. Third, I think it's always good to be ready with some sort of icebreaker to get some banter going. You don't want to launch into your skills right away. So what is something that could spark a connection? Sometimes I would go in the rooms and I would kind of look around and kind of clock things mm-hmm. like, oh, where do these people, do they have a vacation photo up? Can that spark a conversation? Mm-hmm. One time I walked in and this woman had this beautiful blue ring on. And I said, oh, my goodness, I love your ring. 
And she said, oh, it's an aquamarine. I'm a March baby. And I said, I'm a March baby. And then we had a little bonding moment about both being Mm -hmm. Pisces. I think these little things are very helpful. Because remember, businesses are interested in your skills and your abilities, but they are also going to have to, like, be around you on a personal level. So, right? Mm -hmm. This rapport, it's helpful. You know, Greg Daniels Mm -hmm. once told me that people want to work with people that they think they can spend a 12-hour day with. Yeah. And I've always thought about that. Mm -hmm. That was a little bit of, I guess, interview advice I took to heart. And then my mom said when I would go in for a big meeting, a big interview, Mm -hmm. she would say, you just go in there and you be politely bored. Politely bored. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, they need to get you interested. Mm -hmm. You're not there to get them interested. Exactly. Mm. Oh, that's another way to go, isn't it? But you can still have an icebreaker. But, you know, it's that thing that you said where you're taking assessment of them as well. Yes, exactly. All right, my next bit of advice Mm -hmm. is you know that you're going to have to talk about why you're a good fit for the job. Yeah. Of all the things they might ask you, we know this is happening. So be prepared. Have a self-pitch about yourself that you can say in three sentences. Be sure that it's specific to the job description, to the company, that it's not just general. Do your homework. Mm -hmm. And finally, especially if you're interviewing for the first time or if you haven't interviewed in a while, practice with someone before you go. I did this. I had been going on some general meetings and nothing was happening. And my manager said, maybe we should practice the meeting. So we did a practice session. And in our practice session, she asked me, what kind of acting are you interested in doing, Jenna? And I gave the answer that I always gave. I would say, well, you know, I love comedy. I love drama. I would be interested in film, television, independent film. I wouldn't say no to a soap opera. I love theater. And she was like, let me stop you right there. This is not the right answer. I don't know who you are. She said, here's your new answer. Your answer is, I would love to be cast on an ensemble comedy television series. Yeah, specific. Specific. Yeah. The end. Yeah. Because obviously, you can do all these things, Mm -hmm. but you need to give people a vision of you specifically, and what is your main skill? Yeah. And I started doing that. And after I did that, my meetings really started to pay off. Yeah. That's my advice. I love it. I love getting specific with things. You know this. Yes. I mean, whether it's a prayer, a meditation, a goal, get specific. My mom always says, get specific with the Lord, you Mm -hmm. know? But I do. I write out a goal or something I want to pray about. I write it on a Post-it note. I put it on my bathroom mirror. I know this about you. And I can say in my experience, personally, the more specific I am, the better results I get. Always. 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 So when you're putting it out there, folks, get specific. I would like to add one thing that I did have a job once where I hired people and I also had to fire people. Oh, so you've been on the other side of this. Yes. What advice would you give someone from that position? I would say... The minute you arrive, be polite to everyone Mm -hmm. because you don't know from the person that held the door open for you to maybe someone who helped direct where you parked. All of those people that are there matter to who you're interviewing with. Yes. Right? That's really good advice. So be respectful to everyone you encounter, no matter what their position you might think, because even though their position might not dictate whether or not you get the job, they're important to this company. 
And then the other thing I would say is just think about how you smell. Okay. Okay. When you go to interview with someone, you're usually in a smaller office, Mm -hmm. and your smell will come in with you. Okay. It'll be the unique thing that walks in the room with you that sets you apart. Try not to overdo it with the cologne or the perfume. Mm -hmm. Not saying this is going to rule you out, but there will be a thought that goes through someone's mind of like, oh my gosh, am I going to have to sit downwind of this person? Yeah. Am I going to have to sit with Drakkar? Drakkar all all day. Yeah. Yeah. If your smell precedes you, think about it. This is very good advice. Mm -hmm. We've nailed it. I think we have. A in Sacramento, good luck. Go get them. Yes. We're rooting for you. Our final question of the day comes from M in Oregon. M, I really feel like Angela Martin would have strong opinions about this one. Okay. And also, M, you are talking to three cat ladies. Cassie is a cat lady. Cassie, are you on? Yes, I'm here. I'm going to want you to weigh in on this too. Jenna, here we go. M says, I was flabbergasted when a coworker recently asked me to check up on his cats while he was away for three weeks. I have coworkers with whom I have friendships, and this wouldn't be a problem with them. But this male colleague and I have never done much more than a casual chit-chat. We've never seen each other outside of work and have never even had lunch together other than a few team lunches paid for by our boss. It also wouldn't have been a problem if we were neighbors. I would totally swing by for a cat visit, even if I didn't know a neighbor very well. But he lives 25 minutes away from my house. This seems like a bold ask to me. I would never ask a casual work acquaintance such a favor. I told him that I thought it would make better sense for him to ask someone who lived a bit closer to him. What are your thoughts? It was such a strange request that I can't let go of it, and my husband is tired of me talking about it. Signed, would-be cat sitter. M in Oregon. I mean, we know what happened to Angela's cat when she asked Dwight to watch it once. Mm-hmm. Frozen in her refrigerator. Yes. I'm with you. I think it's a big ask for someone you don't know that well and who lives far away from you. Well, I would start by saying, I think you handled it well. Yes. I think M's big question is, how do I let this go? Yes. Here was what I thought. I thought maybe this person just doesn't have anyone to ask. Maybe they don't have a lot of friends. Maybe this person views you as one of the nicest people in the office. I'm not saying this means that you have to do it. You do not have to do it. This is a big ask. It's too far away. It's not convenient. But in terms of just letting it go, maybe there's a way to frame it where you say, oh, maybe this person just doesn't have anyone else. Well, Jenna, you went very zen on that. And you really are taking the moral compass high ground here. And I think you have a good point. Thank you. Cassie? Ooh, this one's tough, but yeah, my, I would say, I'm sorry I can't and never say why you can't. I think sometimes we feel like we have to come up with an excuse of like why you can't do something. Oh, yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. But then, yeah, if you want to go above and beyond, maybe you can recommend like a cat service uh, or if you happen to know someone close by or just kind of, yeah, if you feel like they're lonely, you can kind of like brainstorm with them like, oh, maybe there's a neighbor that has like a cat in the window and you could talk to them and see if they can help out. And that would be great because then 
when that person goes out of town, then they can be like cat sitters for each other, mm-hmm. um, yeah. which is kind of like how I do it when I'm out of town. I have people that are like nearby me, so it doesn't feel like such a big ask. Yeah, I like that. I think there's a way to frame it to be like, first of all, thank you so much for asking me to check on your pet. I know what your pet means to you. So thank you for trusting me with this animal that you care so much about. But because of that commute, I recommend having someone closer to your animal. Yeah, but M is clearly obsessing over why this ask would have been made in the first place. Mm-hmm. Like, why me? Why now? I think take it as a compliment. But do not feel guilty for having this boundary. It's totally appropriate that you do not want to drive 25 minutes out of your way to check on your coworkers' cats. That you barely know. That's right. That's totally fair. And I think it's also okay that you were thrown by the request. Yes. Because I think we would be too. I actually think Em did a great job here. Yeah. You did great, Em. And that's from three cat ladies. Well, there you have it. That's our first dear office, ladies. Let's talk about this, Angela. How do you feel now? You've given advice. How do you feel? I mean, I really enjoyed hearing from people. That's what I love. Mm -hmm. I love hearing from people. I love problem solving about life. You know, I want to know what's in your sauce packet drawer. Yes, you do. Yeah. I enjoyed this as well. So hopefully you did too. And maybe we'll be back for more. And to everyone who sent in their letters, thank you so much. Yes, please keep sending in your questions. We're going to keep this up on officeladies.com. And Angela, I want to throw something at you. What? I think we got a little confidence here. (laughs) What do you think? We have people send in any kind of advice question. It doesn't just have to be about work. Oh, my God. Do you want to try? Okay, yes, we'll try. All right, so send us your questions, and we can't wait to sort it all out with you. (laughs) I guess we'll be doing this again, so... Thanks again. And thanks to Jordan for our intro music. We loved it. We'll see you next week. See you then. Thank you for listening to Office Ladies. Office Ladies is produced by Earwolf, Jenna Fisher, and Angela Kinsey. Our senior producer is Cassie Jerkins. Our in-studio engineer is Sam Kiefer. Our editing and mixing engineer is Jordan Duffy. And our associate producer is Ainsley Bubico. Our theme song is Rubber Tree by Creed Bratton. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Dogs are an important part of our lives. That means protecting them from parasites. Ask your vet about NexGuard Plus, a Foxaloner, Moxidectin, and Pyrantal chewable tablets. NexGuard Plus chews provide one-and-done monthly protection against fleas, ticks, heartworm disease, roundworms, and hookworms. Plus, they're delicious and easy to give. Use with caution in dogs with a history of seizures or neurologic disorders. Dogs should be tested for existing heartworm infection prior to starting a preventive. Ask about NexGuard Plus chews.